You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This is your boy, 35D, All-American, Dan, D, All-American. And the only one that isn't an All-American on this podcast, it's Dan. I got to add All-American to my intro. You I really to. do. You got that, two people have called you guys All-Americans. Well, Ahmad, obviously. But a lot of people are. call, yeah, a lot of people call Ahmad All-American. Nobody's confused even me for an all-American yet. I don't know why. I mean, you know, racist. All-American that is black privilege, bro. You know? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll if I had dreads, dog, they'd be calling me a pro bowler if I had dreads. <laughs> 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 oh, so how y'all man. liking this weather right now, bro? It's cool out. Y'all feeling it's beautiful. it? It's beautiful. Like, like, like old people say, it's nippy. It's nippy outside. <laughs> 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 your grandparents used to say nippy, Dan? Uh, absolutely, bro. That is a very white word. <laughs> Definitely. Ahmad called me earlier. We was having this uh, air-conditioned co- uh, conversation. Like, usually we try to keep the AC at around 72 uh, with it on. Now that it's off and at 72, we want to turn on the heater. Uh, at least my wife does. You got that problem at your house, Dan? Uh, no, I did turn on my heater a little bit last uh, last night. Over here in Tampa is a little bit chilly, but I, I was having this discussion, kind of unrelated, but kind of related. Uh, one of the uh, I, I lived up in the Midwest for a few years after college, and, and was talking to some friends, and I'm sure all the people outside of Florida can relate to this. Is um, when it's cold outside, when it's super cold outside, the opposite of what you want is to walk into like a superheated building. So it always frustrates me when you walk into like a house when it's a little cold outside. It's like 80 degrees. But I was in the Midwest, man. It'd be like 10 degrees outside. Obviously really cold. But then they pump the AC or the uh, the heater up to like 95 degrees inside. He's walking. That sounds good. Extreme to another. No, uh, bro. No, like, bro. No. It sounds like a, a, like a fog. Just boom, like. It, did. it hits you like a ton of bricks. That's, a, so. that's, that's how I wanted to be. I wanted to feel it like is, my grandma that, hugging me, bro. That's, that's what you think. That's what you, that's what you want for about 10 seconds. And then after that, you start taking all your <laughs> stuff off. So, so all my people up in the Northeast, I'll tire, you know, the North, where it get, wherever it gets cold, outside of Florida, I guess. Whenever you guys have it cold outside, don't pump the heat up. Just put it to like a normal temperature. That's all we want, you know, but that's not something we have to worry about here. So, yeah, definitely not. I mean, this it's, it ain't going to get much cooler than this for me this year. But, um, and it's like pulling teeth to put my to put my heater on because I'm, I'm the type of like I like to bundle up and just, you know, throw on some sweats and a hoodie, walk around. Absolutely. You got to um, you got you got a uh, onesie or, or pajamas. Like a hoodie, pajamas, snuggie, them type can, of shit. I can definitely see a mod having a snuggie for sure. Nah, I'm, I'm uh, I'm, I'm gonna look into it though. I, I you know, I, I inquired about one. So, hey, hey man, that's the wave. I got one. I'm, I'm, I'm about to see if somebody. Hey, if y'all listening, man, can somebody, can somebody uh, customize me a Gator onesie? That'd be dope. Mm. Mm-hmm. I need it. Very good. Watch, Very good. watch Gator, Gator kicks and put your face on in front of a, snu- a snuggie and send it to you, bro. Some stuff won't buy it. Bro, we're going to send you one. You want to wear it, bro? I'm I, not I wearing feel, that shit to sleep. 
I feel like I have the face for a snuggie. You know what I mean? I got to get in the bed and slap cheeks, man. I can't get in the bed and slap cheeks with your face on my chest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad, it's all good. Hey, hey. <laughs> so we are uh, nine and two. Nine and two. 23-6, we beat the Missouri Tigers in their building. Uh, we, it, it was a two-game streak they was on beating us. Uh, we we get, we went in. It was a little weird at first, but eventually we 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 got in stride second half and handily won this game. Dan, yeah. Hey, before we get too far into it, let's uh, let's give a big shout out to our folks sure. over at South Georgia Pecan Company. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. How much we all love pecan pie. So uh, maybe you're going to make a pecan pie for uh, Thanksgiving next week. Maybe you want. Uh, you know, some pistachios or cashews, almonds, whatever you guys want at uh, Thanksgiving. Give our folks over at South Georgia Pecan a, uh, a call. Uh, you can reach them at 800-732-2646 or georgiapecan.com. That same offer code SGP10OFF, number one after that. So SGP10OFF1 at georgiapecan.com. Again, 800-732-2646. Um, I guess before we dump too far into this, hey, what's your favorite Thanksgiving pie? I mean, I think sweet potato is the greatest of all time, so it's hard I, to. It's only it's only sweet potato for me. Yeah, ain't no. I don't bro, know hold on, Amad. Slow, slow down, pop. I don't know. I don't know. Man, pecan pie, bro. It, 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 it's that's what you're telling it's me. It's one I, B. Yeah, it's mm. one B, bro. The one B, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Then what you got? A big pie? pecan pie, fam. Uh, <laughs> I, I like. I do like a, a nice Dutch apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do like a nice apple pie with some cinnamon ice cream, boy. Oh no, that's busting. That, that, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's sounds like the move too. Right that's it. Right, right now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. You sold me, bro, with the ice cream. Yeah, man. That's the cheat code. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey that's perfect. Uh, Snuggy wearing uh, pie eating or uh, you know, type of stuff right there. What? Yeah. Uh, talking about pie eating and stuff. Damn. Pie eating. Uh, so yeah, so nine and two, uh, two, uh, you know, after coming off two losses and, and last year's loss was so difficult, uh, to, to bear with, cause we let Georgia beat us twice. But, uh, you know, we talked about it last week going up uh, to Columbia, Missouri for 11 o'clock kickoff when it's like 40 degrees outside, you know, give the team props. They obviously didn't look perfect, but, uh, defense looked really strong. Often started to put some things together, uh, in the middle, uh, you know, third quarter. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, all in all, you know, Came out with a W, and, and that's what you want. We, we've struggled in Missouri for the last eight years, so it's good to uh, to always go up there and pull out a W. Black, what's on your mind, bro? Let's pod, man. Let's hang out. Let's talk some football, dog. Man, we went up there, man, and we kicked some ass. And you know, I ain't, oh, you know, Gateway. You know, it wasn't pretty at the whole the whole game, but you know, we made some things happen. Defense played a little bit better. Um, I seen a little bit of contact out there. So, you know, I don't know about you. We we came we hit, came up and hit a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, 31, I think he listened to the podcast, bro, because ever since then, he's been smacking people. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. I just don't need him to get ejected, but keep that same energy. Man, come up with bad intentions, but the way, you know, the way yeah, the rest yeah, of Yeah, be careful. Just be yeah, careful. weird. And it, like, we got to give, um, I mean, that's what the show is about, man. We're going we gonna to have constructive criticism, and we also going to get players mm-hmm. their roses. And they flowers when mm-hmm. they do good stuff. Shout out to uh, Donovan Steiner, man. He's been hooping. He's yeah. been playing ball, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't been playing world beaters, but at the end of the day, he's doing his job. 
and he's playing that's better. Right. So you gotta give him his props, man. Can't so control, shout can't out to Trey. He can't control who we play. He just go out there. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So go out there. Right. he's tied for the SEC leading interceptions this year too. So um, a big shout out to him, and, and you know we want to give a big shout out to Marco Wilson too. What uh, was the last Absolutely. game of the game before Absolutely. where he uh, where he moved to the star position? I guess it was against Georgia. Moved to that star position. The last two games played really really well. Um, defense looks a little bit better when he's out there in the star position. So big shout out to him uh, and uh, the way that he's uh, you know changed position. And another, another thing too, like it, it needs to be said because I don't think Marco, if it came down to he had a choice, he don't want to play star. You know that that's not something he wanted. He want to play on the outside. That's oh, something absolutely. I know for a fact. So a lot of we got some players on the team that wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So shouts yeah. out to Marco mm-hmm. Wilson for being a team player. Uh, if they need him absolutely. at safety, I'm sure he dropped back there at safety, man. Because at the end of the day, you got to win games. And the more film you got in any position, it helps. Yeah, any position. Yeah. The it more helps. you can so, Wise man told me, the more you can do, the longer you stay. Yeah. Special teams, all that, bro. This is how all it works, that. man. You got to be a Swiss Army knife. But uh, we got some positive things out, man. I got to get in. I got to um, – yeah. we got to talk about it. The passing game was on – it was doing what it do. Um, mm-hmm. It was efficient. Uh, Kyle Trask was 23 for 35 for 282 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. No interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we and, that, and that Missouri defense, hold on one, one second, is it, it, not a, a slouch defense. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Missouri's having a down year. Pardon me, yeah, they're not quite as good as they've been before. I mean, that was a, a top, what, five? Number four defense. pass defense. Yeah. Number four, yep. Uh, yeah, number four pass defense. So, you know, contrast went out there. You know, we they, they had a field day out there. So it's a big shout-out to him. And, um, you know, the, the what I liked the most about him is this the first game – maybe all season where he got sacked, you know, a number of times. It wasn't just one or two, you know, at the, especially at the beginning of the uh, the game, he got attacked, what, you know, two, three, four times um, that he got sacked. So, you know, big shout out to him for being able to come back and, and bounce back despite getting hit and getting rattled a little bit. Um, you know, really had a, uh, had a good game. So. All right. I got this. What I, this, this is my problem right here. We got to talk about this. Everybody's just saying we can't run the ball. Our bell car running backs, the guys we, who I wanted to, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan had four carries for 16 yards on the entire game. Damian Pierce had three carries for four mm-hmm. yards on the entire game. The entire game. So you just split them up into two halves. What do you think you have? Maybe two, three carries a half? Like, I understand like we're, we're better at passing the ball right now. But seriously, bro? Running the ball that many times a game, you're not going to win this league. I don't care if you got Peyton Man at quarterback. We seen him. He couldn't do it. You have Tom Brady at quarterback. You're not going to win this league running the ball a handful of times. That just don't work. Uh, it's not fair, and it's not fair for your offensive line because those guys are put in a position where the D-line know we can tee off. We can pass. Rush. We do not have to play disciplined football because they're going to drop back and pass every down. That's an advantage to the defense. And – if you got a good front four, like I've been saying, and they can get there, you ain't even got a blitz. You can just drop Absolutely. seven. Absolutely, they got gotta it. have a good four against our line, though. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you and, feel and me? It's only five eligible receivers, so if you could drop back seven, I mean, you do the math, guys. <laughs> yeah, Florida has really moved away from running the ball this season. Obviously, I mean that, that's no. Um, you know, that's an obvious, very obvious statement. Florida ranks 117th in percentage of of runs that they have. Um, that's not good. Last season, they ranked in the, the 50s and 60s. So they're on pace right now for the fewest uh, rushing yards 
offense that they've had in a season since 2001. Um, and that season was just so pass happy with, uh, with Rex Grossman. So, um, it's not just like you said, it's, it's not just the, the production of those guys. It's the amount of play calls. And it seems like Dan Mullen has completely pulled away to a point where teams, you know, fortunately, you know, Florida probably won't play a good team until the bowl game. Um, but still, you know, you're almost becoming too obvious with the amount of times that you're, you're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball almost 56% of the time, which doesn't sound like a huge difference, but that's 14th in the country uh, in percentage of play. So at some point, You've got to figure out how you can move the ball, whether it's with Emory Jones or pardon me, or run the ball, whether it's Emory Jones or just, you know, sacking up and trying to figure out how to be more successful. But this isn't going to work out, especially going into next season either. My thing is the rest of these games, bro, I really just want us to get better. Um, Missouri game, I want us to come in. I know we're going to beat Missouri. I knew we was going to beat Vandy. Those games, Vandy, Missouri, Florida State, these are games we need to come in and get just get better. You know what I'm saying? We know we can pitch the ball around. Let's try to run the ball on these teams. They're inferior teams. We're better talented. Let's work on the run game. To be good at it, you got to work at it. And I don't see us working at it in games. We completely abandon it. And we, we could harp on the, the passing yards all day, but they take stats from everything. Total yards matter. If we could throw, if we throw for 300 passing yards and got none rushing, what we accomplish? The other team got seven, like 600 total. We got three mm-hmm. just passing and 40 running. That, that You're not going to mm-hmm. win like that. Only way to win, win is this league. I don't know how we're going to find these rushing yards. Got to be balanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, you got to find – I think we run on the edge just fine. In the, in the, in the game we mm-hmm. just played on Missouri, we had some edge runs. Tony broke yeah. a big one. Uh, we had a situation where a couple of different receivers have gotten on the edge. If, even if it's yeah. just reverses and running on the edge, you got to run the ball. You got to make linebackers freeze. Go ahead, Black. I'm rambling. Uh, Ed Rett just beat Dan. Y'all down to get him on the show? Hell yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. Hanging out. Big weed, baby. We buy weekend. Let's pod. Yo, before we get Eric right on, uh, the guest of the week is brought to you by Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, holler at my man Greg, 954-589-2204 from the panhandle to the keys. Big coverage. We out you. Let's go, Cam. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. First time on the show, we got a Gator legend, a Gator Go, a Tampa Bay legend, a Florida legend all, all together. One of my favorite Gators all time. The legend, Eric Red. What's going on, Eric? Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on, man. It's always good to holler at my boy. Let's man, go. We hanging out, man. Hey, man, quick story hey, before we get it, before we get into this interview, man. Uh, I was about nine, ten years old when I scored my first touchdown in little league football, and I threw up a cute dog sign. My dad almost killed me. Told me I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it because <laughs> I was watching Eric Red do it every Saturday, baby. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, that's so funny, man. <laughs> hey, you better go put on a Gator uniform and go back out there one more time. And do that. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I ain't know what I was throwing up. I was like, "What that is?" <laughs> oh so man, you- that, 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 is, that is that is definitely hilarious, right there, man. Yeah, so we just you- throw those hooks up, man. That's- Yes, sir. So how you feeling about um, the Gators and where we at right now? We got a bye week right now, man, but we got Florida State coming. Man. I tell you, man, I- I'm so proud of these young guys, you know. You know, 
Coach Mullen, he definitely, man, he fulfilled all expectations. And, uh, you know, he's won 10 games back-to-back. And, you know, you can't really ask more for that. You know, um, I would have liked to have seen us played a little better against um, maybe a Georgia team, but we played a tough LSU team in Death Valley. And these young Gators, they gave it all they could. And that's all you can ask them. We, we beat Auburn. I mean, we weren't expected to win that game right there. We definitely upset them. And, um, you know, we, 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 I just want to see us get stronger. And this is by far – this is the biggest game of the year coming up against Florida State. So this is this is what all these young guys they look forward to. I don't know if the Georgia game is big to them yet. Most of the older Gators, we appreciate the Florida Georgia, but these young guys they they can't wait to go against Florida State in Miami. So they're going to be up and excited for this game. And you know, Florida State they they, they they're going to come ready. All the records it goes out the window when you have a rivalry like this. Hey, Eric, we appreciate you uh, you coming on, man. We want to start, or I want to start. How'd you end up in in Gainesville? How'd you end up playing for the Gators? Well, you know, believe it or not, man, Um, I that's, that's crazy that you asked, don't ask me, haven't asked me that question in a very long time. But actually, I had committed to go to Florida State because, um, you know, I just, I always went there during the summer times. And then it came time to take the five visits that you get. And um, I, I took a recruiting trip to LSU. I took a recruiting trip to West Virginia, Indiana. And um, everywhere I went, they wanted me to play defensive back. I, they say they would give me a chance at running back, but I knew that. No, I, was, I was very, very extremely physical. And I was a pretty good outside linebacker. We were called strong safety, rover type. And um, I didn't have the great like some of these track guys had. These guys were running like 10, 300 meters and four 340s and stuff like that there. But I was, a, you know, I could definitely pound you. You know, I can, you know, I got strong as the game goes. But no, but everybody had six or seven running backs. And Florida itself had seven, eight running backs. So they didn't want another running back, especially they had just got had Willie McClendon there who had just shattered all of Emmitt Smith's records in high school. So, it's just so many backs and so many people can carry the football. But um, when I finally, I, I knew I was going to Florida State despite all my visits, but I was a wrestler at the same time in high school. And I um, tore my knee up while I was pinning a guy in like 20 seconds. I don't know how that happens, but I messed my knee up and um, I had to have surgery right before, you know, right before, I, you know, right, right during the time of the recruitment. And Florida State at that time, you know, back in the 80s, if you hurt yourself, man, a knee injury, those guys, were they were sometimes shy away from you. So Florida State, they was like, they were kind of shying away from me. And the problem they were having is that I wouldn't take a visit there. I was like, why would I waste a visit on Florida State? I'm there every weekend. Who wants to go take a visit there? So when they shied away, I remember Nat, I sat and I talked with Nat Moore, and he asked me, he said, hey, man, listen, you plan on living in the state of Florida when you're done? I say most likely. He say, well, it came down to LSU and Florida. He say, you definitely want to you go to Florida then because, like, you plan on living in the state of Florida. You definitely want to go to the University of Florida. And I made the commitment. And just like everybody else, they put me on defense forever. They didn't let me play running back at all. They just kept me at defense. And I was one of the few guys that get me registered. But they had made a promise to me that they would at least give me a chance to play running back. And I'm the kind of guy, if you give me an opportunity to play, just one shot, 
you're never going to forget that moment. And so they gave me one shot, and I just, man, I lit it up, man. And, I, and at the time, it still was like I was a 16 running back. So it, it, it took me a lot. It was the process of elimination to work my way all the way up to the like the, the second team. And I remember against LSU, I was slated to start because Emmett was hurt. And that week right there, I dislocated my elbow and I got red-shirted. So, and, and then Steve Spurrier came, Galen Hall, his entire staff was fired, and Steve Spurrier came, and um, he changed around the whole offense. You know, he gave everybody a fair chance. He didn't care who you were. Emmett left and went pro. He didn't, you know, really trust the system. So, and um, we battled it out. And I won the starting job. I mean, what can think of? Got sec- I was second team or whatever. I believe Willie McClendon was the starter. So when I would, whenever I would get the opportunity to play, I would definitely light it up. So that's the way so, that went. So speaking of lighting it up, what was your favorite play or what was your favorite moment in the uh, in the Swamper playing for the Gators? Well, I, the, the favorite play and the favorite moment, I would say, man, we played Florida State back in 91. The score was 14-9. And, man, let me tell you something. It's the first time I've ever seen the Swamp where – Every single play meant something. Every single drive, they had Terrell Buckley, who was leading the nation in interceptions. They mm-hmm. had Marvin Jones. They had a Derrick Brooks. Uh, they just had a phenomenal team. But like Casey Weldon was their quarterback at the time, and and and, and we had a we had a pretty good team too. And that was a team that could have easily went to the national championship, but we went up to Syracuse and got upset you know took those guys lightly and got surprised up there in the carrier dome and um i like that game because every single play meant something for as far as like being in the swamp probably my all-time favorite game is probably florida versus georgia where that game also came down to one of those games but that wasn't in the swamp that was actually in the gator bowl and we used to have a play, one of my favorite plays, and I don't see it ran a lot this this no more. We used to have a play called the 38 cutback where they would pitch me the ball. I'm basically like the three back doing a sweep through the eight hole. So they call it 38, and but it was set up to be a cutback. So as soon as I got the ball, I would take two steps and I would go the other way. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. developed a pass out of it called 38 cutback handback pass. So all the while, everybody's waiting on me to come cut it back, but they don't know. I've already given the ball back to the quarterback, and he's throwing it deep to Jack Jackson or Willie Jackson for a touchdown. So we had a lot of fun plays, and that was Spurrier. He, he, he liked to just, like, use his imagination, and this guy was the most creative coach you can ever imagine being around. So we had a lot of fun, and we won a, game, a lot of games, and everybody participated. And the locker room was always live, happy after the game. That's where it should be. For sure, for sure. Hey, man, hey, we, we both played in, in Tampa, and we both played with the Gators. Uh, talk about uh, you, you know, your time in Tampa and uh, how that differed from, from playing in college with the Gators. Well, you know, it, it was right down the street, and when you, um, you go right down the street, a lot of people were able to follow you. And at the, the level of the program, we were, in Steve Spurrier's offense, it was a, it was a post-style offense, so it really helped prepare me for the pro so the transition to the professional level really really didn't differ that much but i tell you the game your first year it's about the speed of the game and the passion what it takes to prepare see there's no weak links in the pro game you know although you might see teams like new england they may seem like they dominate they better but like when you take a pro team all the talent is really equal going across the board 
Right. You know, just, you know, some teams that seem like they're better than some teams are a little bit more organized that they got something they're doing in the front office. But at any time, you know, we see Buffalo can blow out, you know, New England, uh, 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 you take it, Cardinals can beat, you know, the the Jets or the Giants. You know, that's just the way the game is. It's just, and every game is so much passion put into it because of the talent level. But in the collegiate level, you, you know you're going to blow out Vanderbilt. You 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 just you you know Florida State's going to be a match. You you know you're going to blow out Southeastern Louisiana. You know this is a a Kate White playing against Rutgers this week or or whatever. And so it's like you don't have no days off like that right there. And then on the pro level, after your first year, that's the fun stuff. First couple of years, but then you start realizing this is just a regular job. I go to work from eight to six. It's not like the funny. It becomes more of a business too. And that's, you know, it, it takes a lot of dedication to concentrate. You're on your own. Now you have a family. Maybe you have a wife, you have kids. And now you're running down that field and it means something. You're running down there with a, you know, you, you, you're putting in that extra time and it's a lot more studying at the pro level. That's why you see these low scoring games in the Super Bowl, three to zero, six to three, because everybody yeah. studied. We only on the football field an hour. Hell, in the college, we play three hours on the field. You you study one hour on the field. Unlike unlike uh, un, in the classroom, sorry, but unlike in the pros, we're in the classroom eight hours a day, and we're only on the oh, field that, an hour and a half. We study film, 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 film. Oh, they long. Yeah, it, yeah, it's. And it's, it's it's no surprises. It's nothing in a it's nothing in a pro game that the pros haven't already prepared you for. It's nothing, and it's and it's no do overs. There's no mistakes allowed, none whatsoever. One mistake, and it can cost a hundred and sixty million dollar quarterback his career. So it's 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 no exceptions. Even at the practice level, there's no do overs. Unlike in college, yeah, hey, we did it. I'll do it over. Do it over. Do it over. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no, man, it's, there's no, there's no compromising in the pro. We, do, we go next play. Next, next play, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. The uh, eye in the sky is always watching, you know? There you go. There you go. Talk, talk about your, your, uh, your, your favorite NFL game. What, what's your all time favorite? Cause I, hey man, listen, I ain't gonna Cream lie. sickles. And when I was in Tampa, I swear that was my favorite uniform to put on. The cream and I know sickle. everybody hated the cream sickles, but I love when we wore the throwback cream sickle. Yeah, about, man, the like, pink and orange. <laughs> pink talk and about, orange uniform. Talk about, talk about one of your favorite teams to play against in the league. You know, you know, I tell you what, though, man. Um, when yeah. I got to the NFL, we didn't have Nike contracts. So, like, you if you didn't have a Nike contract or a Reebok contract, you would have to wear the NFL shoe called Apex. And, and nobody wanted to wear these horrible-looking shoes. They didn't right. feel good. <laughs> or you would have to spat up. You would have to spat up. But you could not wear a team's logo on your uniform and don't have a contract with them. You get fined $10,000, $12,000. So, man, I remember I didn't have a shoe contract at all, and I was spatting up every game. And um, I remember um, I, I, I didn't feel good one week. And I was I was like the backup guy. And I just, I just felt like, you know how that rookie, you're a rookie, and you come from being a team captain, to all of a sudden you're a rookie, starting all back over, and it's rook this, rook that. And it was just, you know, and I just wasn't playing. It was strictly a business. These guys were getting paid a lot more that were in front of me. And I remember we wasn't really playing that well, and I remember eating outside by myself, and coach say, hey, big man, 
it's your turn this week. Let's see what you got. And like everything, something just took over. Now, one thing about me, I don't know if it's a human, if it's humanly possible to train hard as I train in practice. A one day practice to me is comparable to someone practicing for five years straight every day. I, I practice as though death, death is at midnight. I practice as though like tomorrow doesn't exist. Like this is my last day on earth. You know, so I train, I push my body to the limit. So like come game day, hell game day is easy for me because I've already rushed for four or 5,000 yards per practice. I run everything to the end zone and run back. So it's like, I, I am so well conditioned, not just in the pro, but it, it started from the high school level to the college level to the pro level. So like, I got that opportunity, and I remember rushing for like 200 yards against Washington, D.C., Washington on Redskins. And, man, I went home and washed four loads of clothes. My, my adrenaline was flowing so hard, I was ready to play another football game after that game, you know, because I was in such great shape. And then I remember <laughs> coming back to watch film on, on that Sunday and then following, you know, yeah, Monday, Tuesday off, and that Wednesday, they awarded me. I had a Nike contract, so somebody got kicked in the curb, and I got me one. So you know that was a, that was a great feeling right there to be able to wear Nikes in the game. You know, Absolutely. so hey, hey, Mr. Rand, who who is your uh, favorite running back? Who's your guy uh, you grew up watching? You, you know, man, um, because I didn't have cable TV, we were so poor, so I couldn't watch a lot of college games and stuff like that growing up. So I did watch the pro games and stuff like that, but. You know, um, you know, I, I love guys like Bo Jackson and, you know, Barry Sanders. You know, he was always excited to run. You know, Emmett, you know, overall back, um, Herschel Walker. He's probably the best athlete, pro athlete around. I don't know. I mean, this guy is just a Man, He's still like he could go. I mean, no, don't look like it. He still can. I mean, this guy yeah. does 700 push-ups right now every day, 1,000 push-ups, 1,000 sit-ups. And he's still at 53, 54, still runs a 4, 3, 1, 40. Come on, man. I, I, this guy, he's a specimen. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a special person. He's a little stiff, but he's definitely a specimen. But, like, if you, you had to take me one running back, you know, I, I know I, it, I, I really do like Emmett. And, I, and, and the reason why Emmett has a lot of balance. And um, the one thing about backs these days is – you have to be able to do the three things. You have to be able to run, block, and catch. I know a lot of great runners. Bo Jackson is a phenomenal runner. Barry Sanders is a phenomenal runner. Marshall Falk can run and he can catch. You know what I'm saying? But it's only a few back backs that can literally stay in there on third down with a Ray Lewis-type linebacker coming to blitz you, and you don't have to cut him down. You literally sit back and punch him right in his damn mouth. It's two backs that can sit there and take that punch. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and that's sure. one thing that, that's something that Emmy could, he could run, he could, and that's why it takes, that's what I look at. As far as a running back, we pay guys crazy money just to be runners. But you see, also look at how many running backs tap on the head to come out the game. That's something I never did. My conditioning would never allow me to tap on my helmet to let my backup cover you. You better, you better call him in for a play. Maybe he's in on this possession or he's in on this um, per, 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 per particular uh, – what, 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 what we have different um, – we have, we have different drives where guys – personnel that guys come in the game. Maybe he's on that personnel, but I would never tap on my helmet. Now that you will see a game – you see a game tomorrow night, Thursday night game, or 
Monday night game and Sunday night and Sunday day, you'll see guys tapping on the helmet every second to come out the game. And that's that 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 never happened with me because most guys are not conditioned, you know, to play a full football game. I I was always in conditioning. So I'm like Tom Brady. I want my back up in the game. <laughs> hey, hey, right now, right now, um, Fred Taylor's ranked 17 all-time rushing yards. And the way the passing game is now, the way NFL NFL is now, I don't think a lot of guys are gonna pass him. Do you think he get that gold jacket anytime soon? You know what? Well, that's kind of odd, man. So many guys out there, man. As far as he, he does, he deserve it. Yeah, Fred's a Fred's a great running back. You know, he's 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 a really really good runner. He went to a great situation right down the street, and you know, Fred has that size, that speed. He block. He's one of those kind of running backs that can that can really do it. But he wasn't on that great team. I can't imagine Fred in a team like Dallas, uh, one of those phenomenal teams that got those big offensive linemen. He was just. He was in a situation where they didn't got a lot of notoriety, Jacksonville Jack. They won, but it wasn't a they won America's popular team. It was that new team. Remember, they had just came in the league in '95. So does he deserve it? Hell yeah! There's a lot more other backs that deserve it that wasn't put in great situations. You know, man. These days, man, you could take the greatest back and you put them in a situation where. They don't focus around you. They don't fo- they focus around receivers. You know, and you would never hear of them. If, if Emmitt would have came to the Miami Dolphins, would you have ever heard of Emmitt after college? You know what I'm saying? So you, yeah. you think about it. No, 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 you just the Dolphins here, Eric. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, listen, at the <laughs> time, kidding. at the time, you know I'm what I mean? Kidding, it's just kidding. that. Yeah, they would. They're not focused around their running back. They focus more around Dan Marino. Football. Yeah, they're not focused around football. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be okay though. <laughs> and a great, like here's my here's my thing with it. Uh, I don't want to harp on it, but like I, I I firmly believe like with Marshawn Lynch when he he's retired when he's I think he probably first ballot, right? But I mean because he won a Super Bowl, uh, and he was. You don't think he first ballot? You know, I really don't know. Uh, I, you know, it's more, it's a popularity contest now. Exactly. That's you don't, my, that want, that you was, don't want to take my a, opinion. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, that was my, my opinion. That, that, that I, was my I know point. it. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I know point. real true backs. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you, you, I'm not into the popularity contest. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to ask me, can a person really run, block, catch, and how, what does he mean to his team? Barry was a great, Barry Bojack, they were great runners. But they couldn't help their team win a Super Bowl. No matter what they did, no matter how they did, Emmitt has that passion to help you win a Super Bowl. He has that team that come right. We winning a Super. It's like we winning a go home. You know they had something special about them. Him, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, um, 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 all, 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 all those guys there. Uh, Eric Allen and um, Alvin Hall. I mean they had. I used to come home. I used to come home after the game, turn the TV on, and feel like now I'm watching pro football because it didn't feel like when I was in t- it didn't feel like that was pro football because we were we were losing. It was like America, America's team, and when I went yeah. to visit those guys, I really felt crazy. I was like, man, this is pro football. My goodness, you know. So it was just a, a different camaraderie, you know. So talk about you know. I know you've been following the team or whatnot with the Gators. Uh, talk about Coach Mullen and how you feel about Coach Mullen. Um, and, and do you think Coach Mullen is, is the coach that's going to take us to the promised land? 
You know, man, it's it's hard to say, man. You know, I mean, I I really do like his passion for the game. I mean, he understands the guys. He's a he's a player's coach all the while, you know. But I definitely he 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 has that thing in him where Urban Meyer had, where like um, you know, they they keep it in house, and he definitely wants to win. He's not satisfied with the SEC championship, you know, man. Every now and then, man, you get somebody like a Urban Meyer and a Steve Spurrier that come around, man. That's just like. Man, that's just straight ruthless winners. Man, they winners. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they gotta get to where they have that winners on on their team. And you know, and you know, it's I ain't saying that the guys that Urban had on his team were the the greatest personality guys. You know, he has some he has some some, 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 some he has some head personalities on that team. I'm not gonna kick you, but like uh, they got to win. Yeah. Are you paying them to win? Or are you paying them to, to, to see how many kids graduate? See how many kids get, you know, voted most likely, most like, most most liked around it. No, you pay them to win games, to win championships. And what he change? What he come with? He come with a sense of like um, a sense of inner arrogance that that you rarely ever see. Where like, it, it's almost like you know, I can't cuss on your show, but if I could, no, you I don't want, but it's almost like like hell with a damn ten game win. The hell with the SEC championship. I want to win national championship in the national champ. That's what we aiming at right there. And it's like, man, his his mindset was just there, just that right there. If it ain't that, it ain't nothing. It's like so that that was a mentality that they had to where it's like you know, and to raise the bar like that, man, like. Hey guys, we come to, you know, I mean, he came to win. It was a different, it was a different mentality when I came and spoke to the team one time. You know, different from any other time when I spoke with other coaches. It was like, man, they, they it was like, man, we we winning it all this year. You know, and it's like, and, and they didn't have a great team. They had a team the first time they won the championship. It wasn't a great team. It was a similar team like what we have. But he took the weaknesses and he didn't worry about. It. He concentrated on his strength what he had. And he capitalized on that. And it's like, man, just to see, very few coaches have that inner arrogancy like, 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 like what he has. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying you can't do it. I don't think Bill Belichick is like those guys. He doesn't, you know, Harry that. But like, you know, these guys, some of the teams, they like Tom Brady. They got that swagger. You know what I mean? And that's that's sort of like what we need. But we don't have it yet. We're more like good kids. They had a good season. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's still a season where out. you don't know yeah, we if we're going to win this game. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we don't we know if we're going to win that game. I'm yeah. talking about that inner arrogancy where yeah. you already know. Put it yeah. this way. We, we, you already buying your SEC hotel. You already confer, getting your confirmation for your hotel at the beginning of the season because you know you're going there. Hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right now, right now, I'm, I'm like that about like the Vanderbilts and the Missouri. Like I was just telling these guys, I know we're gonna beat these teams. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I know yeah, we're we, we beat who we're supposed to be. I want to yeah, feel that yeah. way. I, yeah, I want. I want to feel that way when we go to Jacksonville every yeah. year. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what I want to have yeah. that feeling. Like I know we're gonna go in here and beat their ass. Yeah, keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. 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 See that? That's keep called inner arrogancy, and that's what mm-hmm. you need. And that's something not, not, we 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 we. It's like you gotta you gotta be able to just have that. You gotta have you gotta be nasty, 
but you got to be incontrollable. You can't be like, you can't be dangerous out there where you don't, you're not disciplined, but you got to figure out a way to be disciplined, but hardcore play and they respect you. What you're mm-hmm. doing like that inner arrogance, see that, that Tim Tebow style of playing college, you know, you win it. You, it's you okay. know, you're not going to stop us on third down and two. It ain't happening. You, we, we constantly moving the chain. Defense is getting mad rest, no, you know, no, and no. guys got to go out there and let it loose and have fun, you know? So now, now, now it's funny you say that. And, and with that inner arrogancy and, and that pounding and that pounding that you're talking about, we got to, you know, you got to have a, a stout offensive line and a stout running game. And our offensive line been kind of a little shaky a little bit with our running game. What you, what you think about that? I don't even I don't even know a set running game that we have. It's so it's so the, the way it's set up. You, you in order to do anything, you gotta have a sound offensive line. You can't you can't compete at this level, man. With these defensive ends, how fast they are. You gotta have guys up front that take pride take pride in running the ball. My God, this is your turn, offensive line, to get back at the defense. That pass protecting the defensive line, they just pounding you, coming at you. But when it's time to run that football, I am going to drive, pancake this guy, drive his ass through the ground. You got to have that sense of urgency, that sense of just like, man, man, that arrogant feeling, man. And that's what we, that's the swagger that we're kind of missing. But we're good. We're a good team. You know, and some people, they settle for that. They're, they're kind of, they're satisfied with that right there. But I, I'm not content because I, you know, I, I bleed orange and blue, man. And I, Already. I think that it's, so, it's so much more that, Mm-hmm. We can put out there. I believe we have we have so much more in the tank, so much more in the tank, and I just hope that they're not content with where we are right now, and they really, you know, want to want to get better, want to want to want to stay out the practice and spend more time yeah. developing these coaches. They all got to spend more time developing and stop trying to run out there and get all these five star guys. Develop what you have. What you have mm-hmm. is good enough right there. You ain't got to spend all your time trying to get this talent, that talent, and. You know, and, and these three-star guys who, who you let get in the way, these coaches are developing them and making them stars. You mm-hmm. develop what you have, and that's something that we don't have no more going on in college football. When, when I see coaches out here rushing to go get these five-star guys, I see a lazy coach that don't want to bust his ass and, and developing what you have. I mean, I I, I, used to, I remember one time I was speaking to he was one guy, a five-star recruit came to our game, and um, this guy here had to have the number he had to have the number three and Larry Kennedy he wore number three and I remember Spurrier talking to the guy after the game so you you only can come to Florida if you get number three you gotta have well man let, let's go over there and ask Larry Kennedy if you want to give up his jersey for you <laughs> so he walks over there with the kid to say hey do you guys hey hey Larry hey man this is new five-star recruit um it seems like he's come to Florida if he has number three you mind giving up your jersey Larry Kennedy look at him saying hell no I ain't giving up my jersey Spurry look back at the five stars and said, well, it won't look like you'll be coming to the University of Florida. You might be going to Florida State somewhere because you don't look like you're coming to the University of Florida. You, oh, you can take him home now. You know what I'm saying? So I like that right there. Spurry, he developed what he got. He don't need the Shane Matthews, uh, 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 SEC player of the year numerous times. He was the 15th quarterback. He trained with the running backs. He wasn't even among the best. He developed it and made him special. Coaches, I remember Coach Dwayne Dixon staying out there with us with the receivers, even having meditation in his room the night before the game, picturing things, what could happen to you in the game. If I drop one ball in practice, I catch 500 balls with him after practice. 
I never would have thought that I would catch more balls than anybody in college football history with 4,000 yards rushing. I never thought that would ever happen. But look at all those balls I caught out the practice. Man. Catching the ball, catching the ball, catching the ball. So that's something that coaches develop. But a lot of coaches, they don't want to develop. They don't want to make it better. Instead, they want to go and brag about, I got this recruiter, win the recruiting battle. No, man. Be one of them coaches that develop the, the talent that you have there. Speaking of uh, three-star running backs, you know, the Gators have one in LaMichael P. Ryan. What are your thoughts on, on him? He's, you know, about to enter his last couple of games in college. You think he's a, a pro uh, running back? Or what are your thoughts on him or, or Damian Pierce? Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I love him. I love P. Ryan. I, I love him. I just – you know, let me tell you something, man. I, I, I hate to say this right here. They use him good, but I would have loved it. Him in a Steve Spurrier-style offense, in our kind of offense – they would never be put in a position where they would be um, third down and long because him one-on-one with any linebacker, he would destroy them. I mean, I wish they could go back and look at some of my films where they sent everybody deep on nine routes and left me one-on-one with the linebackers. Who in the hell is going to stop him one-on-one? This guy has great hands to where, like, they line him up outside and they really throw him the ball. He's not a damn decoy. He really catches the ball. So it tells me he has really... I huh? noticed that. That, that, I, I noticed that too. Like usually when a running running back you split out, out uh, wide, to, you know, out, out wide. He's a decoy. They laugh at you. Oh, we got you out here late. They, 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 the cornerback laughed mm-hmm. at you. They, they really use this guy. And so what I'm saying, if they used him one on one with with a linebacker, he destroys these linebackers. They're big. These big shoulder pads. They're slow. They can't keep a butt like. I, they, 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 they got such. It's such a different style going on right now, and I can't speak for the offensive coordinator. I'm sure they know what they're doing. They spend fifteen, twenty hours a day in their studying plays, so I can't tell them what to do. But like, and I, I would like to send people on corner routes and, and deep nine routes and leave isolate him one on one with any big guy. It's over. He's he's guaranteed to destroy you. And and if and 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 if they bite on him, you throw it over top on the dig to the tight end, right over top. So it's like you could utilize this guy so much, but it's limited how how they really use him. You know, I like to see him spread out and leave him one on one with the the linebacker, or even the strong safety. There's nobody underneath going to be able to really cover him. But like, I just think we really underutilize him. I mean, I caught sixty, fifty, five, sixty balls and. This, I don't, and, and I'm gonna tell you, I have pretty good hands, but that guy has special hands. He's special. I like him a lot. Man, Eric, Eric, what are you doing? What are you up to now? What are you up to these days? Man, I do it all. I'm just a, I'm an investor. <laughs> so and that's that's all I do in South Florida. You know, investor, real estate investor. We invest in companies, and that's really much all we do. You know, we just we keep I keep myself busy. I'm. I'm enjoying retirement with my kids and having fun. I travel and see everything, do everything I always dream of doing. So that's it. I don't, you know, sit back and, you know, worry. I try to help other athletes. I mentor a lot of athletes, high school, college, and the pros. So, you know, I just want to see other people around me be successful. Give me a good uh, Steve Spurrier story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, um, you know, Coach Spurrier, man, he got um you know, he got he got so many, so many different stories, man. I like, um you know, I'm, uh, I tell you, man, um 
I tell you what, man, being in the huddle, we played against Kentucky one year, my senior year, and, man, so we just couldn't get it right. Danny Wolford threw three interceptions, Terry Dean threw three interceptions, and we were just in trouble, man. And, um, man, they got down, man, to the last, like, 35 seconds of the game, man. We're, like, on the 50-yard line. We're losing. And it's looking as though we were going to lose this game. But, man, let me tell you something, man. A speed spur, a real story, you really don't have to say too much because, like, man, when you have an offensive genius over there calling plays, man, you're never really worried in the huddle. I don't think you know it like to be in a huddle where there's no panic. We're going to win this damn game no matter what. I don't care what the score look like now. In the end, we'll be walking out of here champions. Trust me. It might, uh, you might can't see it right now, but we got a genius over there calling plays. And he's going to create something in that brain of his, that very eccentric brain of his. <laughs> and we're going to walk out of here champions. And the last play of the game, touchdown to Chris Dorn down the middle of the field, deep ball. So it's like, man, just creative stuff like that there, man. So his creativeness is a story every day to see a guy just create these plays where guys are wide open in the end zone, man. And then Steve Spurs' story, coaches get a chance to spend time with their family. They ain't spending 30 hours. I mean, it's only 24 hours in a day. These guys are there throwing 23 mm-hmm. hours a day where a lot of these coaches' families, they don't even know them. Yeah, you, you play with Coach Murray, you could be home at five or six o'clock. You could you could be chilling. He's not gonna be there all day. It's God, family, and football. And these days, it's, it's a little bit the other way. It's football, family, somewhere way down there. God, somewhere even farther down there. So like. That's yeah. something I like to see it go back to where, like, you know, Spurry, he was, you're home with your family at 5, 6 o'clock. You're not going to be sitting. You're going to have dinner with your family. You know, and then we still won. We still beat Georgia 12 years straight. We still oh. won, I don't know how oh. many, 10 games. So, and one championship. Yeah, so, this, this whole losing Georgia thing, this whole losing Georgia thing new to me, bro. I ain't used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I know, nobody's like, used to it. I lost yeah, but that, that's 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 what when they when they get that in this year, you know, I really called it. I really called it out. Where like um, where um, where I really thought that this year was the year that we was definitely favored to beat them. But like I saw the opening drive, we was just we was so hyped up and crunked up, and I kind of felt like, damn, we're so crunked. I think on that second drive, we're gonna come out a little bit more flatter. I don't know if they could keep this going, and I just and it just like. We just, it just wasn't us, man. We wasn't in our element. We didn't have that inner arrogance and stuff about it. So it's like, man, it was just, it just, it just, it was, it was a, it was a really flat, flat game. So that's not something that I'm used to seeing. And Georgia, it's like they fed off us. Y'all ain't gonna be flat. We giving y'all this to take. You don't want it, we'll take it. And we just like, it's like we just lay back and just, just let them take it. You know what I'm saying? So. And, and then I can't say that we're tired from the LSU game because everybody had a week off. So I'm thinking with that week off, we'd have been so prepared and everybody's healthy and ready to go in. Little behold, it seemed like everybody was still lethargic from just, you know, sitting there, you know, so long without playing. So Okay. So so tell us what you what you think about uh Florida State. I know you played against some some great Florida State teams. Um talk about what you think about this team that they have now and their coaching situation they got going. You know, they got a tough culture situation. You know, you never hate to see a guy lose his job or the talent that was left him. He did the best he could with the talent that was left him. You know, the guy really didn't, you know, have that much opportunity. But he wasn't really their favorite kind of guy anyway. So, but I think Odell Higgins is doing a real good job. And 
I mean, he recruited me out of high school, and you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, I like to see these guys succeed. I want to see every coach succeed, man, because mm-hmm. I really admire what they do. But you know, this is a game where we're gonna we're gonna come out solid. But we guess what? We're supposed to win. So we're not really worried. The team, sometimes, you know, you could go into a game and you, you know you got to play hard. But, like, we have more talent. We're more organized. Our coach has been there, you know, a couple years with us. They're going through a transition period. You know, so they're, you know, this is this is a game where we're, where we're supposed to win. So guess what? We should go out there and score 30 points. They should score three points. That's the way it works. You know, we're at home, so we have the crowd there. But. You know, unless we come out completely flat and they come out so proud of, and they're going to play for their coach. That guy's been there 34 years with Florida State, so he's going to get a – he knows what it takes. He's been around some of the greatest Florida State teams, some of the greatest teams in all of college football, some of the greatest players ever to play the game that he played, that he coached, played with a coach. So, you know, he, he done saw the best. So he and, and that guy, he knows what it takes. So we got to come out there and be ready to play because they're going to go all out for their coach. This is their last game of the year. And, you know, have they made it to a bowl yet? Are they set to go to a bowl? I'm sure if this game comes down to them going to bowl, they're going to come out fired up. Yeah, they had their sixth win. Yeah, they, they barely made a bowl. They, uh, you should have saw what they did when they made the bowl, though. You would have thought they won that championship. Them boys was jumping in the stands and all that. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You know I, what? That's the, we, we, but you we, know what? They should. They had No, we put 50 on LSU and we jumped in the stands. And them boys beat Southern Louisiana or whoever they played. And jumped Alabama in State, yeah. yeah so they, I, I, I would love to see Odell Higgins as a head coach of FSU. I'm on, I'm on board with that, too. I'm, I'm for all that. I, yeah. I'm with I'll support it. you. In that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm for But like, you know, that that would be a good thing. But like, they gotta sell tickets. And unfortunately, I don't know if if Odell if Odell's gonna sell tickets. I mean, he's been there a long time. I see Deion Sanders coming in for the job. So many people coming the job with not really a lot of experience. As far as experience, this guy definitely deserves it. Yeah. But like, man, yeah. we know this is business. In the yeah. end, this is business, man. In the end, this is business. That's like us playing against UM. We can't play against UM. They don't sell no tickets. Nobody coming to see coming to see Florida. We sell tickets. They games don't sell out. They can play against anybody down here. They can't sell out. So they need to sell tickets. I mean, in the end, it's about money. Builders need to be getting built, and, and the programs need to move forward. And a lot of these programs, you know, they ain't go. A lot of these coaches, they don't they don't sell tickets. You know, so they're gonna try to bring somebody in there that's gonna definitely elevate their program and saying Odell's gonna be there regardless. He doesn't ever go nowhere. He's been there 34 years. He's enshrined there. He always have a job there. Now, yeah, will he be a head coach? But with a head he coach, might not though. be a head coach there, but he'll be a head coach somewhere now because he's definitely saying. proved himself. He, but he, he, he has to win a big game. He has to win a big game. He can't just win these little games that they're supposed to win. They're not impressed with that because the other coach there could have beat them. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know. I, and, and I don't this know guy, about that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, well, you know, he was, they was kind of like coming together, getting it together. But, like, that game at Miami, if they would have beat Miami and beat them pretty good and then won out besides losing to Florida, they probably would have kept this guy one more year. But, like, to lose to Miami, that's when somebody came up with some money to pay this guy. We don't know who did it yet. Not that it's important. We don't really care. But. You know, that, that's a lot of money to buy somebody out with $20 million. So, you know, he, he, he ain't worried about too much right now. He's really, he's relaxing. He's probably somewhere in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna. So, so give us, a, so give us a score prediction. What do you think the score going to be when we play them people? 
You know, like I say, man, this is a game where we're supposed to win. We're supposed to blow them out. It's not like it's supposed to be close. We won the game we were supposed to win besides the one, you know, I mean, Auburn, we, we won support, we won that. So we, we had a good year, a very good year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, um, of course, should, we should win, beat them by, uh, by, by 21 points. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the game, um, um, 34 to 10, something like that. So it's like, but, but remember something. This is what we're supposed to do. It's not like you ain't got to go crazy on something you're supposed to. You're supposed to blow them out and blow them out real good. So, you know, it's not, it's not like, some, you know, going there with that approach. You're supposed to beat Georgia every year. We're supposed to beat LSU. We're supposed to beat, we're supposed to beat that Alabama. When you take that approach, it's a little different. This is business. You know, you, this is what you're supposed to do. We're the Gators, man. There you go. At home, we don't lose at home. And it's a night game. It's a night game. It's at seven thirty. Yeah, that's what he slipped up at. Yeah, that's what he slipped up. And and you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I just feel like you know these seniors right now that we we this group of seniors right here means a lot and has you know done a lot for this fan base in these past two years. I you know they want to they want to send them out for the bang. So uh, it's going to be fun. Hey Eric, man, go ahead. It's going to take a, a large effort on everyone's part collectively for everybody to play to get, play together. So hopefully we can we can pull out and, and win big. You know, we don't want to leave no doubts going into the bowl game where it's a doubt. We want to win big and get a nice bowl game that we can play in. I hopefully go to Atlanta again. I mean, not for the, the playoff, but, you know, maybe one of those big bowls like that. Because uh, I think we had a really good season in the teams that we lost to. Number one team, number three team, or three. I mean, so I mean, we're up there. I mean, the losers. I mean, look at the two losses we did have. So those are some great teams this year. So we had, we had a really, really good good season. So hey, Eric, thanks for coming to hang out with us, man. You one of my all time goals, man. Yeah, uh, I do this. I do this podcasting thing, man. I just started this at my friend's kitchen table, just kicking it, and I'm now like. Hey man, I'm a little, I'm a little fanboyish right now, man. Yeah. I appreciate you we got, we got a lot of good listeners. That we now we, we got, we got a lot of good listeners out there, right? We booming, right? We booming. Oh, wow. already, yeah, booming. yeah, we booming. Big oh, booming, man. I appreciate. Big it. I'm gonna throw the cute dog to my neighbor, my neighbor Florida State. I'm gonna throw the cute dog sign in his face tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All Don't right. let your daddy kid you throw the hook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hey. Take care, man. Okay, bro. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Man. Man. That was a nice surprise, huh? Nice little surprise, bro. That made my whole week right there. Yeah, really? Dope. Boom. Hey, man, that was some good content. We got a, got a chance to, to hear Gator Ledger uh, speak about his, you know, his days as being a Gator and, you know, how he came aboard being a Gator. Also, his NFL day. So that was dope. Yeah, man, it's not as hard to get back to talking about like uh, our problems and, and hard times and struggles. I say, I say with the run game. Then. What do you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm ready. I'm a bullfighter, man. I'm ready to run through this wall right now. Oh, you want to get your do. boy Trevor on? Yeah, yeah, Trevor? yeah, yeah. Let's get Trevor. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Joining us for the second time on Stadium and Gale from the Draft Network, from the Pewter Report, it's our boy Trevor Sycamore. Trevor, how are you, buddy? 
I'm doing good. Always good to be good with you guys. Yeah, man. Hey, last uh, last time we had you on the show, it's right before the season started. The Gators are sitting nine and two right now. What are your thoughts on the season? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, like, obviously, I want to be Georgia. You know, like that's that's that was a big one going into the season. So uh, I was hoping that that happened, but. You know, Frank's going down, trash having to come in. I think they've recovered pretty well. Obviously, they had the big win versus Auburn at the beginning of the year. And so, uh, even though the, the season didn't go as high as it could have gone, I got to think it's gone pretty well for, for some guys. It's been unfortunate with some of the injuries that they've had. We haven't been able to see a lot of their star players um, for as many games as we would have liked. But certainly with the offense changing the way that it has, adapting to the offensive line being not great, uh, I think that they've been able to stay pretty entertaining, obviously put up a lot of points against the bad teams and, and really compete against some of the better ones that they've played. And so I think they've really held their own this year. Unfortunately, you know, you just couldn't get that Georgia win, but um, it is what it is. I think it's still a good season. It's been a fun season so far. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, you mentioned him. I want to bring him up. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys that we want to talk to you about the, uh, the NFL draft, but talk to us about Kyle Trask. Does he have a future in the NFL or no? Oh, my son, Kyle Trask. Uh, ah, yes. I was, I love, I love that show. Oh, dude. I was watching Kyle Trash <laughs> high school film, man. Like when, before he was a Gator, I was watching Kyle Trash Texas high school film, man. So yeah, I, can um, see that. I was, I was big on trash. I was kind of waiting for him to get his opportunity. You know, when Frank solidified himself as a starting quarterback under, under, uh, under Max, I, I kind of figured, all right, well, I don't know if trash time is going to come. Obviously, you hate to see Franks go down, but um, it has been interesting to see what Trask has been able to do now throughout the season. I think that, man, you know, in terms of the NFL draft, I think it's super unknown just because he's he's had a couple of years where he's been in the program, and now it's his first year getting a crack at it. So there's a lot of things that you have to learn with being a first-time quarterback, especially even in college. You know, this is a guy who, when we talked about him, not really getting a lot of playing time in high school either because of the competition in the air king that he was going up against and so you know when i watch trash play the thing that stands out to me certainly the consistencies and reading defense is exactly the way you need to understanding pressure on the pocket that's all stuff that takes reps it takes games it takes time to figure out but what trash has is that touch on a lot of those passes that I really do think it's pretty rare for the quarterback position, man. And so even though they've been a little few and far between sometimes this season with where he's needed to place the ball, when it's been on for this guy, he's been able to hit passes that you just don't see from every quarterback, even the good ones. And so you know, it's been fun for me to watch him because I saw that in his high school tape. So for it to come out in college, that, that makes me feel like it is a natural trait to him. This is something that he could boast not only in college, but also potentially at the next level in the NFL. And a lot of that other stuff, like I was saying, dealing with pocket pressure, reading defense is exactly where he needs to, putting that ball exactly where he needs to, attacking the defense. That stuff will come with reps. The stuff that you can't teach with traps and that touch passes, that's the stuff that gets me excited. And even though it's very unknown what we're looking at with him in the NFL draft right now, that's probably the thing the scouts are most going to be allured with is how we can put that ball in some certain places. All right, so let's go. Uh, let's go down to the next position. I know that you were really high on him last season. This season probably hasn't gone as well as he he's wanted. Probably Florida fans have wanted everybody else. Talk to us about Lamichael P. Ryan. Uh, what are scouts saying now? Now that this season maybe hasn't been as good as uh, what they thought it might have been. 
Yeah, as I was saying before, you know, I don't think he made line, any money. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to make any money behind that offensive line, right? And I think the NFL knows that. I, I really think that they do. You know, and that's line, why that's why it took him so long. This line is what took him so long to decide last year. When it was oh, up in the air for a long time because he knew he was coming back to this line. Man, he probably should have gone there at this point. But I <laughs> something that, something that, that was really good that came out of this year for P. Ryan, though, Mobile Native, he got an invite to the senior ball, right? And that's something that he probably really wanted to do throughout his collegiate career. I think that coming from that area, seeing the senior ball, seeing guys roll through there year after year, I think that that's something that he really wanted to be a part of. And so he gets that invite now, coming back. That was an opportunity for him, making that decision, knowing that he could be a senior bowl kind of player. And he gets that opportunity now. So though the year in Gainesville hasn't exactly been what he would have liked it to be, there's still those flash runs. You still see uh, him break it off when he has the open space. You've seen some of the hands, how he is as a receiver. And teams know that. I, I, teams really know that, hey, this world offensive line has not been nearly what it's needed to be for P. Ryan to take that next step or do something that you didn't see from him before. I think they get a better look at that in Mobile. So I, I don't think that it's a wasted year for P. Ryan because of what he got from that senior bowl invite because he is a talented kid. You know, he's got good bursts. He's a determined runner. He's got some power to him. And he's got some soft hands out of the backfield. All that stuff makes you a diverse weapon going into the league. I think teams are going to see that, and they'll definitely see it in Mobile when he's there in January. Uh, what's your opinion? You think Trayvon uh, Grimes jump, or you think he's a guy that comes back? Man, so I heard that recently that he's thinking that he's thinking about maybe making the jump. I honestly think that Trayvon's the most talented wide receiver on Florida. So for him to think about making the jump I get it from that perspective somebody asked me uh, uh you know earlier this week if he declares where would I see him getting drafted I'd tell somebody you know I, I don't third fourth round I'm not really sure because he just doesn't have a lot of production the kid's really talented got a great body for mm -hmm. the NFL he's fast he's got strong hands yeah we just spread I it think, around so much I don't think anybody on our roster has got a lot of production but all those guys are real solid I just think we got a right. lot of solid guys that spread the ball around. I totally agree with you. And I honestly think that, that, that Trayvon's the most talented of the group. I really do. And so, you know, for him to, to, to mull over declaring, I think he's an NFL player without a doubt. I guess it's just Absolutely. up to him whether he wants to go to the league or not. Because, And it, it might be a situation kind of what we, we just talked about with P. Ryan, where Grimes might look at, you know, Dan Mullen's not going anywhere. This offense didn't go anywhere. They're probably not mm -hmm. drastically changing the quarterback position. So if Grimes knows that and he's like, well, I'm not going to get a lot of stats next year either, I might as well just go. I think I he would, though. I think he'd be yeah. the guy because that wide receiver room yeah. is like the, he'd be the only guy coming back. Do you? I think, he, uh, I I mean, think yeah, I think be him and Kyle Pitts would be the guys. Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts, man. Dude, you talk about a guy making a lot of money. Whew. Whew. That dude he still got a lot money. more to make, too. He still Holy got a lot more to cow. make, man. I, people are already talking about him being tight end one for that 2021 class. But, no, I, I, I mean, I, I would love to see it. You know, next year, if you're saying that Trayvon's going to be the guy, 
I would love to see him be the guy. I'd love to see him be a true wide receiver one, a true weapon in this offense, because I believe he can. And I believe that if that's going to be the case, coming back would be the thing to make the most sense because he's got a lot of talent. He just hasn't had the opportunities to show for it yet. So that's why I say, hey, if the offense is going to be the same, I understand going. But if you're going to be more of a focal point, if it's going to be you know, more of a, a two-man option instead of like what it seems to be like a five-man option right now, five, six-man option right now with Florida, then you're talking about making some serious money for yourself because I think he could definitely be a top 50 draft pick if he has that kind of opportunity in college if he were to come back another year. So I'm very yeah, high agree. on him. So what, I think he but comes what, back next year, to be honest. Um, I think it'd be the best thing. I think he'll listen to Mullen's advice. I think he'll be back. What if, What about the guys that are leaving? So you got Hammond, Swain, Cleveland, uh, Van Jefferson. Any of those guys have uh, prospects for the NFL? I think Van's probably the highest out of the group just because of the footwork. That guy can run about any route you want him to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what makes me think that, okay, Van's got a chance to be – I don't know if he'll be a top 100 guy, but he'll be right around there. I think he'd be an early day three pick. The other guys, you're looking at kind of priority players who are in, in day three of the draft. A couple of slot guys, gadget players, you're getting on different kinds of reverses or drag routes. You're getting the ball in their hands quickly. They've done that at Florida. You can have that same kind of effect in the NFL. And so in that sense, I think they'll either you know be a late draft round flyer, potentially practice squad kind of a player, but I definitely say that Van's, Van's the guy that you draft, and you draft him just because he's an assassin with those routes. And as we're seeing more and more in the NFL, the better you can run a route, the better you can separate from a defender with route running, the easier it is for NFL teams to see your value jump off the screen. That's what gets you drafted higher. And I think that Van's got a lot of tape, not only just at Florida, but also when he was old Miss that proves that. And so I do think that he's a, he could be a fringe 100 guy. So talk about the secondary and what those guys have going on. Do we know for sure that CJ is leaving out and uh, talk to us about Marco? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I've got to think that CJ is leaving, right? I mean, you, you, you make the, it's, it's kind of a, been a grand year for him. He makes a transition to moving to the historic number one at Florida. He's wearing that all season. And, even though I would say that it's a really tough cornerback class, I've got to think that the kind of competitor that CJ is, he's not necessarily going to be afraid of that. He's not going to shy away from that. And so I do think that CJ ends up leaving. There's still a lot of top 50 hype for him, still some fringe first round hype for him. I got to say, man, he's just got to put more tape out there with him being comfortable getting physical, not just tackling, but also getting up in press coverage, holding his own because, I know he's a freak athlete. Bruce Feldman told us all about the numbers, about how much this guy He's going to test now. crazy. He's going to mm-hmm. test he, crazy. No question. He's going to yes, really well, go have a tackle. That people have no – bro, you know how this works when you get in the mm-hmm. underwear, Ahmad, bro. Like, people like people talking about all this right. physicality, it's going to come mm-hmm. up because they got to come up with something. But when he goes out there and run a 4-3 and lifts crazy and jump through the, the, the dome, bro, like <laughs> – he know what time it is, bro. CJ's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think he's gonna be a first rounder because I think he's That's, gonna test crazy. And I think that I think that his camp's telling him that too. Like you know, there's 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 the crowd that does. You know, they have their reservations about him with with physicality. But come February, 
Man, you put listen. it on the line in the combine, <laughs> a lot of people are going to forget, you forget yes. about that, and they're going to take a chance. Trust me. So I think that CJ, I do think that CJ goes. Um, Marco's, man, Marco could definitely use another year. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. I, I would I would love for Marco to come back because I hold yeah. Marco to such a high standard, and I think that he could be so much better. And honestly, he'd get drafted so much higher if he stayed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know he comes he had, back. I think so, too. And I know he had the, the, the devastating injury, and anytime that's the thing, anytime you've already got one tough injury on you, you're always looking at the NFL, and any time that you're healthy and you have the chance to go, I understand the allurement of it. But if he's healthy for another year and he's playing CB1 for Florida, we've seen flashes here down the stretch. I thought that you know he definitely looked a little green. He looked a little rookie early on in this season, but that's to be expected. I think he's been a little bit better as the year has gone on. He's gotten more aggressive. Yep, he got better. more physical. Yep. Definitely, definitely gotten his confidence up, which is a good thing, which makes me think, man, if I get a full year out of this with Marco, we're, 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 you know, we're talking about a top 50 player, right? I mean, like we're talking about a guy who has the potential to be a high, you know, fringe first round, early second round kind of a player. But as of right now, if he were to declare in this cornerback class, mm-hmm. I mean, I, he might, he might honestly be a day three pick, which would be a damn shame for him. Yeah. But, you know, I think a team would get a good player out of it, but, you know, I think that if he comes back, he's got the chance to go a lot higher than that. Hey, Trevor, let me uh, ask you about my son. Well, maybe my stepson, uh, Jonathan Grenard. Um, where do you where do you have him? Um, Walter Camp, Defensive Player of the Year this this past week. SEC Defensive Player of the Week. The Draft uh, Networks had him what three times as a uh, yeah Defensive Lineman of the uh, of the week, or maybe SEC Defensive Lineman of the week. Where does he go? I know he had a couple of uh, games where he was out this year. Is he a first round guy, second round guy? Uh, where where is he projecting right now? I think if you ask me, I think he's a first round player without a doubt. I mean, I'm picking this guy somewhere in the 20s, and I'm super happy with it. In, in a league where you are, you're looking to throw everything you can at a pocket, and we're seeing NFL defensive coordinators getting real creative with guys that just have a knack for rushing the passer they're going to look at Grenard and, and they're going to think this is a tooled player that I can do a lot with. And even if you were, you know, let's say, let's say that you're, you're, you're drafting an edge rusher in the top 10 in a different draft and you've got Grenard on your team that you draft in the top 20 in the second draft, even if he's edge two for a team, man, he's going to reach the path. He, I think that his skill set, what he could do, how fast he gets off the line of scrimmage, that bend that he has and that knack for making tackles in the backfield, man. You just can't teach a lot of that combination stuff he has. And I was kind of skeptical just how much production we were going to see from him in this season, knowing that he had the crazy year when he was with Grantham back at Louisville. Not sure if we were going to get that same guy, that same magic in the bottle, but this is now becoming who he is, a football player. He's proven he is just a damn good football player. He's a and dog. If you ask me, if it's, and that, just you dog. see that every time he's healthy and out there. Absolutely. You, you really do. So, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be calling Florida bias on me for this one, but I'll take it because I think Grenard's without a doubt a first-round pick. What about uh, what about Zuniga? Where, where is he at? I'd tell you the same. I, I'd say that Zuniga's a, a, a fringe first-round pick as well, and the injuries have been really sucky for him here, here during this season because I was even, you know, I was hearing plenty of buzz on Zuniga going into the season from the summer. 
people were finally picking up on him saying, hold up, there's this 92 kid from Florida, doesn't exactly know what he's doing yet, but when he does, he's a force. And, you know, he, he is such a bear coming off that edge. The strength that he plays with and sometimes the bend that he can get around the edge, you don't see a lot of players with his frame, with his ability to defend the run, to anchor, to have those strong hands to kind of impose their will on different tackles in the run game, also be able to be speed rushers off the edge. And the big thing for Zuniga with me going into the season wasn't even his burst or his athletic ability getting out of the stance. It's that he consistently was like the last guy out of his stance on the line of scrimmage. And I just didn't really understand it. It's something I saw for three years from him. Yeah. Starting with that Miami yeah. game, he, he looked different. He looked different. He looked more focused. He looked like he understood the snap count a lot more. We were seeing a lot more of Zuniga get the most out of that frame, that athleticism, and that talent. And so, though he does have the injuries and his, his production's been spotty this year because of it, I would still tell you that talent-wise, he's a top 50 player. Whether it is at the end of the first round or maybe more likely now top of the second round, some team's going to get a hell of a football player in him. I, I have no doubt about that. We missing anybody else? David Reese, uh, any of the offensive linemen? No. Man, no. why are you asking about the linemen, bro? <laughs> 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 uh, we just talked about hey, this, man. Cut, we talked about the this. XFL draft. We, we talked about that <laughs> during the LaMichael P. Ross segment, bro. <laughs> that whole conversation spoke about the line. No, no stone forth and, and, and the prospects and whatnot. Man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dang. hey! I'll just say, I'll say this too, just to chime in about it. Whenever Sean Davis decides to go pro, he's gonna be a good one. I'm telling I you, man. Yeah, man. I like him, man. Like he had um, a, a couple bad plays here and there, and people got on him, like in, on social media and whatnot. But I like 31 has been playing football this year, bro. If he make a few mistakes here and there, that's cool. And now he's smacking people. I think he right. listened to this show because now he's been that's smacking right. people. You cannot teach that mentality. That guy will go after the ball whether somebody's got it in their arms yes. or whether it's in the air. You can't teach he, that. He got, a, he, got a, he got a lot of range. He covered a, yep, almost yep, a whole field. Yep. Yeah, as long as he know what he's doing, <laughs> he's going to be good at it. He just got to know what he's doing. He play fast. That's, yeah, he play that's, fast. Yeah. That's, gotta, that's gotta why know. I said whenever he, whenever he decides to declare, he'll probably yes, sir. give it another year. I think, yeah. I think that he'll be ready for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, that's all I'm worried about. Trevor, what? Uh, tell everybody um, who's the number one draft pick in there. Is it Burrow? Who? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. He's if it's not Burrow, too. if it's not Burrow, then Cincinnati's drunk at the wheel. There, I mean, like, hey. no. Oh, we we know that. <laughs> I, well, I got to say that. <laughs> I got to ask you a personal question. Um, are my Miami Dolphins going to mess up the draft again? Uh, I'm still cheering for the Dolphins. Me and the Miles just talking there's about There's about four of us left. Kev, <laughs> but this is the last draft I'm giving them, you know? You know That's what, crazy. You know what? I'm going to give you some faith, Daniel, because they've, they've, got an exciting, they've got an exciting draft coming up with all three of these first-round draft picks, so I'm not going to crush your hope yet. I'll let them crush it yeah. for you. So I'll until tell they, you draft, they, uh, have until they draft Brett Hagee in the first round. <laughs> Man, all right, bro. <laughs> hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's nasty. Come on, man. Man, man that's a little nasty, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Oh, man. Hey, Trevor, uh, tell everybody <laughs> where they can find your stuff, read you online. You're, you're probably one of the best Twitter followers out there. Uh, so well, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I checked in the mail for that one. Um, <laughs> at, at Tampa Bay Trey, you want to follow me on Twitter, and then uh, all my work covering the draft happens over at thedraftnetwork.com. If there's any Bucks fans out there, I also cover the Bucks for pewterreport.com. So those are my places. Awesome, bro. Well, we well, one appreciate more, One more question then. Go one, ahead. one more question. What are we going to do about Jameis then? Oh, I don't know. Listen, if I had to put money on it right now, I'd tell you that they're going to franchise tag him and that he's going to be back next year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I, I can't take it do. anymore. <laughs> I can't freaking You're take not, it. You are not the only one who has told me that. Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's it's funny living in Tampa now for about six years. I've taken on the uh, the Lightning to be one of my teams, and you know the Rays, whatever. But the Bucks, you know, I want to root for them, but I can't. Not because Jameis Winston's quarterback. I don't really care about that. But it's the fact that they're just such a a franchise that can't seem to get out of their own way. Like the Dolphins, I already have one of those. You know? Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you're switching teams. I mean, you got to be going to, like, the Ravens or something. Like, go have some fun. Yeah. Give yourself a yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't go to, yeah, don't go to the box. Hey, I saw a stat today uh, that said Jameis Winston has 13 interceptions over the last five games. The last quarterback that had 13-plus interceptions in a five-game span was also Jameis Winston in 2017-2018. Well, what look, a time man. to be alive. Can't say, can't say the man's not well. consistent. Oh, my goodness. All right, Trevor, we appreciate you coming back on. Hey, we're going to get you on a little bit closer to draft time, man. But uh, for everybody that's listening, make sure you guys follow Trevor. Yeah, of course, fellas. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. That was all right, bro. He he had a lot of pressure on him coming on after a legend like Eric Ray. He did okay for himself. He did all right for himself. Did all right. For sure. For sure. All right, guys, what do you think we get some callers on? It's been a little while since we took some callers, so. Yeah, let's hang out with these people. Can't out the mainframe. This is a good show right here. Yeah. You know? a little bit. It's a legend. Yeah. Got, got two All-Americans and got Eric Recht on there. Eric Recht. Man, and, just, yeah, just three bricks. Yeah. <laughs> three bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, sir. That was dope, man. That was good. It was a good shot. It was a good surprise, man. I had all these stats ready, all this conversation to talk about uh, Missouri, and it just went up. No, yeah, but we gotta go with the flow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the OnStar subscriber. Oh you're no, OnStar. OnStar, you call me on somebody's car? <laughs> <laughs> you call, you call, bro. Car, now, bro gave us his car phone number. <laughs> <laughs> That's I wild. imagine it being like, remember back in like the 80s and 90s when car phones used to be like an actual phone in the car? That's what yeah. I figured we just called right there. Yeah. Welcome to OnStar. <laughs> like, I, I feel like Macaulay Coffee going to answer it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> some Metro POS. Like, what's, that, what's that? Blank Check. You remember that movie? Y'all yeah, movie Blank Check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yo. Yo. Welcome to Stadium Miguel. Who we got on? Chance, man, it's the white DB. Oh, all right. Okay. White. All right. What's, What's up, up yo? DB? What's going What's on? What's up, bro? What's on your Not mind? Shit, man. I'm at work, dog. I'm out here fucking grinding, dude. 
Already. All right. So what's uh, on your mind, bro? <laughs> That's the song, my bro. shit, man. I don't <laughs> no, know. I guess okay. the review. I don't, I don't know. I didn't talk about football last time I called okay. y'all. So I oh, we can talk about anything, bro. We can talk about whatever you yeah, want. So, what you, what you call it. Oh, all right, Ahmad. Hey, Ahmad. <laughs> hey, backyard boxing match, bro, uh, <laughs> between the penalties. I give it three rounds, three minutes, because I don't know how long they could go. Who's coming out the winner? I mean... <laughs> I would, I would, I would say Mike Pouncey because Mike is always the more aggressive one. That's the one with with the Chargers, but I don't know because the one still is shows a lot of aggression the other night. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm he's like, had a more recent fight. He might be. Yeah, in so, yeah, he, he he might be. He, he might be. Uh, he might be uh, the winner in this one. I'm not sure though. Both of them, my guys. Hell so yeah. I love them, So I don't know. So what's up? How y'all feel about having fucking two hate weeks before this fucking poppers game goes? Oh up? man, it's the it's the, the the thing. This is it. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting a vacation before your vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like like I'm in West Hell Palm yeah. and I'm about to go to Hawaii. I go down to Miami to catch my plane like three days before, just to chill on the beach. Then I go to the airport and then go to the real vacation in Hawaii. That's what this is like, bro. Hell yeah, man. Vacation nah, before dude. vacation. That's right. Does Florida State have a game this weekend? No, no. they're chilling too. So this no, is so it's opposite for them. It's like walking home with a bad report card in your book bag. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Right, nah. Nah. You know what you're expecting? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> no. No. My boy, you my know what's about to happen, man. <laughs> my boy I, mean, I did, but I'm Look. sure people did. Look, my boy told me the other day. He used to put his under his bed mattress, bro. Under, under the mattress, bro. I laugh so hard, dog. Dude, I'd be fine at school. Look, my, my parents always... My dad was always the dad that, that, that got online and checked. So, it wasn't none of that. Like, it wasn't no know. online when I was going to school, my bro. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't no <laughs> online. It was it on was your online, ass. Bro. And my dad was on that ass, bro. No. Look, uh-uh. <laughs> Look, we had that dial up and all that. You know what I'm saying? What's so your nah, score prediction for Florida State, man? No, I got a week to think about. Hey, it. hey, hey so I, we nah. forty burger this this year or what? what are we going Bro, to? I don't think the people scoring. I'm trying to figure out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what we gonna do? But I don't think the people gonna score. I'm gonna be Scary, honest with you, Terry. Terry, uh, man, I he, he bleed that silly ass mask and tell it has it, bro. No, this, these don't people they, not gonna score. Don't they got patchwork offensive line too, man? Yeah, bro. I mean, they gonna yeah, try to throw some hair, man. They just we ain't got, got the trenches, man. Yeah, they don't have the offensive yeah. line to to withstand. I mean, Miami was just bullying them around. I don't see how they yeah. can fix that mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. Yeah, we about to nah, get bro. ignorant, bro. Nah, yeah, they're soft as fuck, dude. And I think I think we see we see 50 percent Emory out there. He's gonna sling it. And he just brings that threat just to run, dude. So I think we're gonna see a lot of him. I think he's gonna be our guy next year. That's just my bias. But man, hey, man, the quarterback good. room, the quarterback room gonna take care of itself, dog. Like you know, what I'm saying, like he'll play. Everything will work itself out. Dan Mullen got a plan, dog. Like I yeah, don't want to see him. Plan, dude. I don't think it's about to be 50, 50 next week. I think I think it'll probably be like eighty twenty. That's my expectations. I think he's gonna let Trash get these reps. And yeah. if we blow them out, you're gonna see some sprinkled in Emory. You know what I'm saying? Who do y'all who do y'all think who do y'all think we'll get in the bowl game, man? I hope it ain't no sorry ass matchup. I want something interesting. I want like Bro, I wanna win. Yeah, we I don't give a fuck. We're gonna have Penn State or some shit. They, no, Penn I can't project this at Memphis. The Memphis. Yeah, bro. Memphis? Yeah. What yeah. man? Hey, yeah. hey, that yeah. might be Florida State's new head coach. <laughs> 
No, they, no, they, they can't him. catch him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you might yeah, want to do your Googles yeah. on him. <laughs> hey, one's going to New York Six Bowl, and one is barely making a ball. So, yeah, I, 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 I am backtracking. Hey, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for hey, coming on. Hey, we appreciate you. Yeah, we'll man. talk to you, buddy. Y'all. Keep doing y'all's hey. thing, man. Hey, keep right, grinding man. or whatever. Yeah, dog. Yeah. He was at work this whole time. Yeah, That's yeah everybody get fired, right? <laughs> That's awesome crazy. looking at him like, like, no, like look, if I, if I ain't say, you know, you know, appreciate you, he was going to be here all oh, day. He was ready to hang out. Yeah. He's like, Eric, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought he was chilling <laughs> like us. You know what I'm saying? Let's grind them out, Cam. That was fun. Dogs yeah, always come on here random every time. <laughs> dog. I'll never forget. I had a, a friend of mine that came over to my house when I was in Yo. like, what up? What up? Yeah, damn, telling us a boring story. Bro. Yeah, just no, say, no, I'm no, I wasn't. So so glad, I'm glad, I'm glad hey, hold on one second. Hold on one second. It's not a boring story. I'll never forget. I get a, te- I get a text from my buddy. I think we're in like 10th grade. And he's like, hey, do you have a scanner at your house? I'm like, yeah. So he comes over with his report card and these little letters <laughs> that are cut out. So they're like, <laughs> to replace the D's on his report card, do an A. And then he just scanned it like 40 times and make it look legit. He did took it? it home. And his dad's a doctor. His dad took it home. And he's like, oh, wow. He's like, you got all these grades? He's like, yeah. He's like, then why didn't you change the GPA? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. Sorry man. about that. Hey, who do we have on? We got Colin, um, that's, is, and that's exactly why he got bad grades, bro. Yeah, that's no exactly right. Bro. Yep. See, there you go. I can't. What good grades would have got called? No. What's up, no. bro? What's on your mind? This is uh your new intern, bro. The- What's yeah. up, buddy? What's what going up? on? What up? The, the Stay and Miguel fam. How we feeling? Hey, good man. Good. What's hey, up? what? Uh, hey, tell everybody about who you are and all that stuff. Um, yeah, college student and been listening to Big Three Roll for years, Stadium and Gale since it dropped and um just saw the tweet and that they're looking for a um social media intern, so I shot my shot and I got the gig. It's been a blast though. I had a great time, you know. I uh live tweeted the whole game on Saturday and then, you know, even in the DMs today when we're talking about uh, you know, who you guys are getting on the pod and stuff and you know, the quote retweeting everybody, Ahmad, Silk, Dan, and everything. It's just been fun, you know, just getting the ins and out of Gator Nation and giving me some free clout, so that's cool. There you and, go. Uh, yeah. Hey, you ain't, you, ain't, you, ain't seen, you ain't seen it yet. And I wonder you're the right people. Look, you're you're look, the right people. So, sometime, sometime now, people hate me and Silk a lot. All right, so <laughs> that should be ready. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, be I, careful I, what you wish for. Yeah, because like, no, I'll tweet something crazy at like two o'clock in the morning and have like the whole Miami Twitter, you know, talking crazy. So, yeah, but hey, but yeah. Ahmad, sometimes people like Gator Critic don't even know who you are. So, yeah, sometimes, hey, I think they know. know. I don't, I don't, it ain't new me. I need uh, a brick for real, for real. You need a brick. <laughs> you really need a brick. And I'm not lying to you. So, uh, Eric Rat was on the pod today. How'd that go? It's a f- big oh, energy. Man. Great, man. Great. Can't wait for y'all. I'm ready to listen to this tomorrow, bro. Because I don't remember half of it right now. Okay. Well, how, okay. How, 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 what's what you got for the first thing? What's that? What are you got for the first thing? Oh, um, I'm probably going to walk it at the crib, though. But I'm really pumped it's a night game. It's been so many nooners lately. You know, I mean, to the point I like noons because, you know, it's like, you know, you can enjoy the rest of the games later on. But I'm kind of ready for just a big night game, like 
sellout crowd. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited, man. That's seven thirty kickoff got me hyped. Um, yeah, I, can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. That's what the seniors deserve, really. I mean, like, See? Absolutely. I, I think it's underrated. I think it's underrated, like, how great the senior group has been. They've been through so much with, like, the four-win season, the shit show with yeah. Michael Wayne, and, yeah. and then now, like, being able to go back-to-back 10-win seasons to kick them off. That's just – that's great, honestly. Like, a wide receiver – I can't think of, like, a sure. senior wide receiver group that we've had, like, at least in yeah. the past decade that have been – so you know, just committed to this football team. It's always, I'm I'm really excited for them. I'm excited for. Hey man, well said. Well said. Absolutely. Man. I yeah, knew we I felt that, and and, yeah. and that's why and that's why hey, that's we got you on NIT. That's why, that's why we hired you. There you go. Already, <laughs> hey, just re- huh, yeah, already. Hey, just remember, we only pay in likes and uh, we only pay in likes and retweets. So yeah, hey, man. Bro, Timeline clout. But um, I ain't got rent to pay. I still live at the a mom's house, you know. But I'm college kid, you know. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, man, I'm bringing like this. Is my kid, these are my kids first. They've been to like the camps. And I take them up for stuff like that, but they, this will be their first football game. You know they need saying? to see this, bro. They, they need, need to understand yeah, like what it's yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. The, the tailgate, I, I, the atmosphere, just I, hanging I, I out still, in the city. I get the whole day. That noon would have killed the buzz. Mm-hmm. Nighttime, we get to hang out you, in the city and what, vibe. What you, what's up? What you need? Are they going to be okay need, staying up that late though? Or like? what, yeah. what you need? You need Uncle Bob to take him on a, on a tour again, or what you need? Yeah, That's we need a tour, bro. Absolutely, right. absolutely. My daughter's excited, man. My son's excited. Everybody's excited, man. It's gonna be fun, bro. So, uh, like, and we get to beat the shit out of Florida State, like my kid's first <laughs> game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a way to start this thing off. So I'm excited for next week. We get two weeks to talk about it too. Yeah, that's what's great. But three bye weeks has kind of killed me this season. But I mean, it kept the boys healthy to an extent, so. You know, it's, just, it's, it's like we we got a game and we get in some mojo and then bye week. Then we, right. get, we get some, yeah, then we get a little right. mojo or whatnot and then bye week. And it's like damn, you know. Yeah, I mean we had yeah, I mean it's been it, what did we only play for two consecutive weeks before another bye? I think right or maybe it's just one. No, yeah, Vandy and Mizzou and then back to bye week. Yeah, bro. So. Well, we had Georgia Vandy and Mizzou. We had Georgia Vandy and Mizzou. Yeah, but still, still not very much. So, all right, Colin, we're Smith. we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it moving, bro. Watch. Colin, it's Colin, it's Colin. What's up? Who is what Colin? Of Spence. This is what? Colin, bro. You are Colin. on something. Uh, anyway, hey, Colin, we appreciate you coming on, bro. Um, so, so <laughs> no, I thought it was just the turkey guy. I thought no, I just I'm I'm confused. I thought it was the jerky guy. No, 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 no. no this no, is Colin. No, 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 hey, no, it's all right. Hey, yeah, I know both of them, but I was just trying to see who it was, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just the other one. He's just the other one. Send me a package. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want what you got. got you. Oh, man. Hey, I want Kyle, what you we got. appreciate you, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, send me a package, you know man. Every week is something uh, with these guys. All right, bro. We'll hold that. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. That man hung up on you. That man hung up on y'all, man. That man, that nonsense. No, I got confused because we get brought on the jerk dude and the cop dude, so I didn't, I didn't remember which was which. Like midway through. Yeah, my bad. We got callers. These guys don't know the opportunity they're missing out on when they don't answer their phone. Yo, hey, yo, what's going on, guys? How are you, buddy? What happened? We got on. 
Good, good, good. I'm good, guys. I was a huge, huge fan, first and foremost. Shout out Silk. Dan. Dante, however you want to call it. Thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I've answered Dante. <laughs> no brick Dan. That's what they call him. No brick Dan. No, no brick Dan. <laughs> One That's day. It. One day. What's on your mind? Man, nothing much. I just, I'm hoping to run up the score this weekend. Is what We're I want to see. Not playing this weekend, so. I mean, not this weekend. I'm sorry. It's the following weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say. Some it. people playing. I'm about to say. Uh, and we, and we, run up, we run up the score this weekend. We good. Man, <laughs> what? All right. Maybe the committee will give us some love then. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Dan sure, Dan sure don't want to show up next week. Score a point this week. Right. But I don't know, man. I think FSU could lose on a bye week. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't uh, know if that's possible now. Right. That's true. That's I don't true. know. But, what you when you're right, but no, I um I I really really want to see um you know kind of see get your thoughts on on um getting Jones a little more playing time during trash time. Um, I feel like you know the game against Vandy could he could have played a little bit more. Um, I feel like the game against Missouri, he uh you know there wasn't necessarily a lot bunch of trash time there, but I feel like the one drive that he had that he kind of you know. He 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 kind of moved the ball around, and then when we got out to the end zone, you know, on third down, they pull him out and put Trask in. I just feel like that's kind of a momentum killer for you know, not just for Jones, but for the offense in general. Um, me personally, me personally, I think I've already like exhausted my opinion on it. Uh, I w- I would like to hear Dan or uh, Ma's opinion on it. I think everybody kind of know like where I kind of stand with kind of like, the rotation and every snaps. So I think right. which I thought I should be a little more, but Dan, what's your opinion on it, bro? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think that you and I kind of share a similar opinion. We've talked about how we haven't really loved the way that Emory Jones has played, or not his play, but the way that he's kind of come into games. It kind of seems fragmented and everything else. You know, at the end of the day, I want to see, you know, what Emory Jones is capable of. You know, I think that he throws a pretty good ball. Obviously, he creates a uh, a running threat, and you know Florida just seems to move the ball a little bit better when he's on the field. Um, you know, I say all that to say that Kyle Trask has done everything that you wanted him to do, but you know now with Florida Absolutely. State and then the bowl game coming up, you know Florida has to evaluate, and Dan Mullen has to evaluate. Hey, is it the guy that he handpicked? You know, during his first offseason here to be his next quarterback? You know, is it time to him for for him to take over the reins, or you know evaluate where you're at? For some reason, he doesn't seem like he wants to hand complete control over an Emory Jones. I don't know if it's a playbook thing. I don't know if it's an off the field thing. I don't know if it's a you know a head thing. Uh, you know, but you know we all want to see it. We all are clamoring for it. But for some reason, it's not happening. And Dan Mullen's smarter than all of us. You know, when it comes to to wanting to play, um, you know, his guy. So um, I'm not really sure what it is. But uh, you know, when he does come out there, it does seem like the offense uh, just moves a little bit differently. Right. And and the thing with me is, you know, even and when he does come in. You know, it, it's almost, you know, we put him into we're not one-dimensional, so it's not just, you know, run, run, run. We try to open up the run game a little bit. But when he comes in, he doesn't let him throw it. Like, it, it's 100. We either know it's going to be a screen pass or he's going to run the ball or the ball's going to be ran. Like, it's almost like we're putting him in to not be one-dimensional but end up being one-dimensional when he is in the game. But, but the best, that goes back to the very first thing that I said, you know what I'm saying, about earlier in the show when you listen back, like, it's like setting our offensive lineup to fail a little bit if the defensive line know we're going to pass every down, you know? So if every right. time Emory comes into the game and the defense know he's about to run the ball, that puts him at a disadvantage. You got to let him throw the exactly. ball. 
So teams truck like respect the throw. And it's the same thing with us exactly. just doing the, the, the offense with trash when we're throwing a lot. You got to run because you got to make them respect it. All of it comes back to the same thing. And I think I'm, I'm agreeing right. with you. Like when, when Emory gets in, it feels like he's about to run it. Like everybody in America knows he's about to run. It's not a secret. When we pat when he passed, it's a surprise. We're like, oh shit, you know. So um, exactly. I don't know how it's gonna work out when he's gonna be ready full time to take the take the reins. Uh, that's remember. That's, I mean, I think full season is the time we'll get extra reps, uh, get a little bit more in the playbook, and that's a whole lot of practices. I think Dan Mullen try. To, I think the bowl game is, is when he'll showcase him the most this season. If he don't right, do it, then right. it's not gonna happen. And it's not to take away anything from Trask, because Trask has been damn good. No, you know, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. To come in you know, and, and do what he did. Yeah. It's just that if you're going to mix the two up, you need to mix them up accordingly and not just kind of premeditate it. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a little bit more chemistry to to the play calling when he gets in. It's just like, it's predictable. We can, you, Everybody knows what happened. We don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but we know the quarterback's about to run. Right, right. All right, man, we got to turn it out get some more calls on here, man. Appreciate we you appreciate you coming on. Tonight. Hey, absolutely, guys. We'll do it again soon. All right, take it easy. Pause, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I really do think, like, the bowl game is when we, we see some real Emory packages. But, like, this is the thing, like, if he doesn't get a significant playing time in the ball game, yeah, his gets, prospects don't look great for the spring uh, or for next fall. I don't, I don't know if he sticks around, man. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, um, you know, I agree. He only has a uh, a limited amount of time left to play. So I agree. And transfers yeah. is the thing right now. You look at the, the best yeah. quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, the the, the uh, three fields. The yeah. top three Heisman candidates right now are all transfer quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, so, yeah, all transfer I, guys. I, 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 but I, I don't know how sick I'd be if he transfers somewhere and be be the truth. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired yeah. of seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Look at Jacoby Brissett in NFL right now, bro. He looking yeah. real. Man, Driscoll. I just saw you Driscoll with talking some yeah, hooping. He, he, he on this song. Yeah, um, Spencer. What's up, Spencer? Spencer, we what's got a guest on. Spencer, where are you? What's buddy? up? What's hey, man, up, I thought you up? was Colin, bro, so I'm just going to call you Colin because I called Colin Spencer, <laughs> so now I'm going to call he you He was all Colin. sorts of confused at the end of that call. Absolutely. All, send me the pat. All, send me all the pat. white guys send looking the sound pat. the same. Send me the pat. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> all white people sound the same. That's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. We all sound little, the same yeah, the yeah, yeah, call me out, bro. It's a little racist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a little racist. It's a little absolutely racist. Absolutely correct, bro. I apologize. Yeah, man, uh. What's up? Hey, so last time we had John, or maybe the last time we talked, we talked about your beef jerky when you hosted that, or uh, when you sponsored that pop-up episode for us. But now you're doing social media for us. So tell us what uh, what you're doing and how many followers you've gotten us so far. Yeah, you know, it kind of kind of progressed pretty quickly. You know, going from sponsoring a pop-up episode to uh, to working with the social media. Um, yeah, you know, other than uh, other than Cam, you know, spelling people's names wrong when I'm going to Photoshop something, you know, it's, it's going pretty smooth. You know, the Instagram's going. Uh, I got the Facebook going now too. Um, I feel like we've been getting double digit followers pretty much every day, uh, which is which is great. I think uh, I think we got a lot of big things coming down the pipeline. I think we have one of our best interviews that we ever had coming on today's episode. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fire, right, yeah. 
I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear it. I wish I, I wish I was on there uh, listening uh, live. You know, I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here making beef jerky. I'm making some salsa. Man, you know, it's got no, it's got no see. beef in it. So, yeah, I can't be fooling on no beef. But let me ask you something. We had Everett on today. What's your top three? Pegging of the the, the hierarchy of the running back U.S. Say so, say it again. The hierarchy of what? The running backs. Your Rain. top three running backs. Top three. Oh, my top three. Yeah. In Gator, in Gator football history. Yeah, man. Ooh, you know, I ain't that I ain't that old, but you know, Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor's always always been kind of one of my favorites. Just growing up, like seeing him, you know, that's probably my first memories of like watching games okay. on TV and like seeing videos. It was you know was watching him. Um, so obviously I'm partial to him. Um, I feel like this is a really young choice and kind of like a kind of like a trick answer. But I mean, do we ever have a dynamic? runner or as somebody as dynamic as Percy Harvin back there. I feel like you have to like least throw him in the conversation even even if he was a wide out or quarterback in a lot of, a lot of the snaps. Um and then you know I I I I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make another young young pick but like I really liked when we had Tebow in the backfield, right? And then you know, Dempson Rainey. So I would hey, say Dempson Rainey to buy. Hey, get this man the hell off of here. <laughs> hey, get this man the hell off of here. I've heard enough. He picked three guys from the same team. I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those guys you said, but bro, get this man off of here. No. <laughs> I, I, I like him, actually. I like it. I like those, are all, those are all no. good. Those are all that's good a, players. Like he said, that's a young list. That's, that's yeah, a real yeah. young list. That's a, yeah. Yeah, extremely, <laughs> extremely young list. <laughs> hey, no one could stop him though, right? <laughs> you know I mean, I guess, I guess. <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right, Spence, we're pod, gonna. It's a good. This is a good pod, but Spence, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you go, bud. Um, all right, man. Hey, thanks for everything. Uh, make sure you guys follow us. Hey, tell everybody where they can follow you for your. Hey, that turkey jerky real. <laughs> yeah, Same no, song, definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely look me up, you know, spencersjerkandjerky.com. Um, actually, we're, real quick, we're working on something, uh, you know, with South Georgia Pecan. So uh, we're doing a little partnership. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Hey, support the people that support us, right? All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we're sending Alrighty. them down to a bunch of jerky, bunch of I jerky. So stay tuned. We're going to have some stuff, hopefully, you know, ready for the holidays for everybody. Absolutely. Right, give you, you, you heard it here first. Yes, sir. All right, Spencer, we appreciate it, buddy. Yep, see you. Take it easy. <coughs> Spencer, wow, man. We can't have Spencer do no more top things no more. <laughs> hey, Cam, write uh, that down, bro. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> Spencer's not Cam. top three. <laughs> no, bro, not, nothing like that. We just got to talk to him about jerky and, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chris Rainey highlights and shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Ahmad, I think it's time for uh, word of the week. All right, you ready, Dan? You ready, ready? You ready, ready. Yeah, word ready, of bro. the week. The word of the week is busting, Dan. Busting. Oh, busting. Like, bu- like it was busting, like it was good? Like it was fine. Oh, yeah. Like it was fluky. Okay, Dan. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a fluky busting, Dan. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, busting. All right, so I guess I guess Dan won this week. I, I, yeah, I won. Boy, hey, uh, you need wait. to step it up. You know, we're we're right like now. You done Tay? You about to run that VS? Right yeah, now you done Tay. Yeah, you done Tay. 
Dontavious. He said, we'll get one more right, Dontavious. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Good hey, times, good I, times. Got, I think that's the first time I got one completely right. I think one yeah, time yeah, I was yeah, pretty close, but... That was the first one. So, all right. So, uh, last segment of the week. This is one we always do with uh, Sean Gibson of Dips, uh, Gibson Dive in Detail. Uh, you're at your deep dive of the mod. So, again, give Sean Gibson um, a call out over, like I said, over at Gibson Dive in Detail, servicing Broward, Miami Dade, Palm Beach, um, your go to company for boat, te- boat detailing, underwater hull cleaning, dive recovery, and all that. So, give him a call 352 514 1486. Don't live in South Florida. That's okay. I'll still be able to help you. Again, Sean Gibson over at Gibson Dive in Detail, 352 514 1486. Ahmad, question of the week is. Um, obviously you were drafted and played with the, uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, box for three seasons, but if you could do it all over again and you got to pick where you got to go, what scheme you played and which defense coordinator or head coach you played for, uh, which one would you have picked? Um, I kind of want to wish that I want to play with the Steelers. I don't know what, I want to know that all black go play with some of my boys from college and, uh, play with play for Tomlin. So, um, that would have been dope if I, if I got to go play with the Steelers, um, I've never been to their field. It looked like a cool, like a little cool little setup they got going on. So it'll be the Steelers. That's a great organization, too. It's a great organization. Top notch family right there, bro. Mm. Whew. That was a good episode, boys. Who got a song today? Hmm. Is it me? Daniel. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Ahmad, man, the street said you needed to. You almost got a suspension for that last song. <laughs> I, Bro, I know. La, last song, it's really Cam's really fault. <laughs> no, it's not Cam's fault. It's really the song you picked's fault. fault. Yeah, I didn't pick that <laughs> song, bro. You definitely picked it. I told Cam. I just made. I, said, I just held you accountable. He talking about. He tried look, to change look, the song. You can't change the song, Ahmad. Look, look, because I know it was my week, so I just off guard just. But look, so he's talking about, nah, you can, you can keep that song. That, that song's cool. I like that song. Well, I listened to it, and I called him, I said, <laughs> no, hey, is this the right one? And then, and then, then he set me up for failure. No? Said, yeah, yeah. You set yourself up for he failure. He turned into Homer back into the bushes on you, bro. You know no, what I'm saying? Him, uh, I told me <laughs> and then tell everybody I picked it the whole time. Like, no, like you I did ain't trying to change it. See, you is, did pick it. This is the I thing. You even sang it on air. That's how confident you were that everybody would like it. Holmes. Yeah, bro. We went in there and went in there and beat Missouri homes and came back homes. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so uh, my my turn. Um, I'm going to go with my boy Luke Combs. Not a huge Nashville country music guy these days, but Luke Combs came on the new record. Uh, we'll go with uh, – it's pretty country, but uh, we'll go with One Too Many uh, by Luke Combs. So next week, boys. Why you want to play some country, Dan? Like you come, like all right, whatever. Hey, man, let that man play what he play, bro. Yeah, I'm, on, hey, I'm man, pretty sure. Man. I'm pretty sure it's crapped on your stuff for last bro, two minutes. So. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, hey, Amad, believe it or not, it's probably more people happy when Dan picked than we did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You guys heard the callers today. I'm gonna call the callers today. All right, I'm coming out for jazz. Let's, let's go around. Y'all, y'all, y'all. All right, you got, you got three weeks to think about it, bro. It's going to be straight <laughs> jazz, bro. I'm telling you. Same corner. Next time, next week. Same time, next week. Whatever. Save me up, baby. Got you. It's, it's one of them. Well, I got a call from Rowdy Round. Six o'clock. Saying he called a hankering for a honky tonk. Won't 
up once I turn it on. There's no stopping me once I get going. Put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open. The tick-tock of that clock is like a time bomb. By half past ten, I'm half past tipsy. At quarter to twelve, man, I don't have plenty. The countdown's on when the first beer hits me. Five, four, three, two, one, two Country song right there. 